got a lot of people that ignored me, but a lot of people also did answer because once you message enough people, it's just math, right? Like once you message enough, somebody's going to say yes. And that's what I did. And that was the one thing in my interview that they told me later that really impressed them because they said that just showed a lot of initiative. And that is basically why I got the Pfizer internship. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, where we empower you to make a breakthrough and dispense your full potential. My name is Dr. Adam Martin, and I'm your host for the podcast. I've been a practicing full-time community pharmacist since I graduated pharmacy school back in 2012. I'm also a professional speaker, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. The Fit Pharmacist community exists to serve you to dispense your full potential by learning from our world-class guests on how to practically apply simple solutions to not only elevate your pharmacy career, but nail your nutrition, master your mindset, and fit fitness into pharmacy through simple solutions to guide you to live a fulfilled life with passion and purpose. Thank you for being here. Now let's dive into this week's new episode. Exams, group projects, assignments, internships, experiential learning, oh yeah, and class sometimes. Where in the heck do you expect to find time to even begin considering fitting in fitness, let alone self-care in other areas of your personal development if you're in pharmacy school. Pharmacy school can be a challenge, especially when it comes to juggling professional and personal growth. That's why I'm so excited to bring to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast someone who is actively practicing what I preach in the trenches of pharmacy school. Guys, I'm super excited to bring a previously featured Fit Pharmacist Friday extraordinaire, Alexi Gittleson, who is currently a P3 pharmacy student at Wilkes University. He's planning on applying for industry fellowships next year as a P4. Currently, he's a pharmacy intern at Geisinger Wyoming Valley Inpatient Pharmacy and has had previous experience working at an independent compounding pharmacy as well. He's done numerous summer internships at health insurance companies and industry at Pfizer. So the reason I wanted to bring Alexi on board is he has a very broad depth of pharmacy experience. And I think that's great because if you're a pharmacy student listening to this, you might not just be looking at community or just hospital. You might be interested in a lot of different things, which is what I'm excited to have Alexi share is his perspective of having a full range of experience in your pharmacy school time so that you really get a taste for what pharmacy has to offer. The other thing that I'm really excited about is Alexi has a very interesting story of his self-care and how he came to find fitness to not only advance his personal development, but also his professional development. So without further ado, I'd like to give a warm welcome to my man, Alexi Gittleson. Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Oh, man. So I'm excited for a lot of reasons. And the other thing that I didn't mention in your intro is your adaptation with social media. And guys, 
the internship that I mentioned, he actually scored that off of LinkedIn. Not an interview, not a phone call, off of LinkedIn. That's right, social media. The stuff that you're wasting your time with actually has tangible outcomes and results. You hear me talk about it all the time, and instead of you hearing me just talk about it, I want to invite someone else to share his personal experience. But before we get to professional development, I really want to invite you, Alexi, to share a little bit about your story with how you incorporated self-care, looking at some of the struggles that you had at finding that balance with being a super busy pharmacy student, but still making fitness and your own care a priority. Sure. Yeah. So like you mentioned, super busy pharmacy student. So hopefully a lot of students that are listening to this can relate. On top of that, you know, there's working, there's personal things. Everyone has a ton of stuff going on. And throughout my whole life, you know, I've always been relatively active. Like I played soccer, tennis, all sorts of things growing up. High school sports, I did all that. In college, I decided not to play any sports because I was going into pharmacy school, you know, and I was like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna have time for that. Yeah. So I would say in college, I definitely didn't exercise, I guess, nearly as much. And then it wasn't until this past summer, so the summer after my P2 year, that I started to really work out like consistently. And throughout the years before that, like the beginning of college, I would work out, but just not nearly as consistently and as routinely as I do now. So it kind of goes hand in hand with the industry thing. I, like you said, I had an internship over the last summer. And for that internship, I had to move away, which for me was different because throughout all of college, I've lived at home because Wilkes is 20 minutes from my house. So obviously that saves me a ton of money to live at home. So when I got this internship, I had to move away about two and a half hours to Philadelphia or the Philadelphia area. And you would think that'd be a super busy time with, with an industry experience going on and just having to move and not knowing anybody in the area. And it was super busy, but I did manage to make a lot of friends there, other interns. And while I was down there, I realized work was super busy, but after work, I really didn't have anything to do. And a lot of that was because I didn't know anybody down there. You know, I stayed with my cousin, but she always had work. Her husband always had work. So I ended up getting pretty bored pretty quickly. And then I realized when I was down there, the place I was staying at had a gym that was free for me. And I was just thinking, hey, this is probably the best opportunity I'm going to have because all I really have going on right now is work. And besides that, I don't really have any other responsibilities at at the time. Uh, So why not start now? And I discovered your content around the same time. And then from your content, I discovered a few other creators and it just all kind of happened at once. And it definitely inspired me to start. And I, I, uh, well, first of all, I read your book and that was very, very helpful because it described a lot of things. So just to dive into that super quick, one thing that I really liked in the book was when you described older pharmacists and how they don't really take care of themselves and how it baffles you. And the one line that you had said, if you think, think about it, you can't really afford to not take care of yourself as you age. And that really made me think because a lot of students think, well, once you graduate, you're going to be making money. You're going to be living the life as a pharmacist. Um, so true. But, but there's so many older pharmacists that I've met, and I'm sure a ton of people listening have met that really don't take care of themselves. And it got me thinking about where do I want to be not only financially and not only five years, but 10, 20 years from now, but mentally and physically, where do I want to be? So all of that really just hit me at the same time. And I had the opportunity over the summer with that free gym access. So I started working out very consistently. It got to the point where I was down there for about three months 
And for the last like two months, it was probably six days a week on average, I'd be in the gym. Wow. And that, that was definitely the longest I've ever went in my life for like working out consistently. That's and badass, biggest, man. Congrats on that. Thank you. And my biggest fear was um, like when I finished the internship and came back for P3 year that I wouldn't continue. So I ended up buying a lot of equipment to put in my basement at home um, because then that got rid of the excuse of not having to drive somewhere to a gym to go there because I know that would make me go, well, I don't have time to, for the drive back and forth. Um, and that making that like financial commitment to actually buying equipment definitely is another motivating factor because I'm like, well, I spend the money, I better use it. Skin in the game. Yeah, basically. So that's, that's what I'm doing right now. And I will definitely say during P3 year, I'm not doing six days a week. I'm doing probably like three, three to four a week. And another thing I want to say is I'm definitely don't consider myself to be like a super freak athlete or anything like that. But working out so consistently just has definitely improved my physical and mental health so much. And even during P3 year, when you're so crazy busy and the material is getting to the point where it's like really difficult, like for students, if you're not there yet, you will be and you'll, you'll understand then. Uh, and for people that have done it, they understand. But working out throughout all of that, I think has almost made me feel even better. Like it makes everything easier to deal with. Uh, yes. you, I just don't get so stressed out about things. And even if you are stressed out, it's a really good release for all that stress. So that's, that's where I'm at at this point. Yeah, exactly. Well, first off, man, congratulations. Cause that's like I said, that's badass. like doing that and then sticking with it. And there's two things I want to touch on with what you said, because I think they're really profound. The first is something that I see a lot of pharmacy students and pharmacists for that matter, uh, fall into this limiting belief of if I work out, that's just going to add more stress. I have so much to do. Working out is going to be exhausting and make me feel even more tired. And if you logically think of it, it kind of makes sense. Like if you tax your body and go through a rigorous workout, you're going to deplete energy and therefore you won't have as much to do your stuff. But what actually happens, and this is mind blowing, is when you go on a run, when you work out and things like that consistently, that actually reinvigorates not just physically, but mentally too. So by working out and investing in your own self-care, you can actually perform better academically, professionally, than if you were not doing any physical activity. So logically, it's kind of like a paradox. But as you found out from doing it is when you get that consistency in play, it actually allows you to perform not just professionally at all levels higher, but also personally and everything else that you're doing, which is really phenomenal. And uh, that is just awesome that you're doing that as a P3 because that's like, that, I call that the turning point year where people realize like, oh crap, I'm going to be on my own soon. Like I gotta make, I gotta, I'm going to be an adult soon. Like all those kind of mindset shifts, right? So that's where things really start to uh, come together. And that's interesting that you're able to make that a priority despite all of that. Uh, the other thing is I like to learn from people and their successes and try to boil down the concept that allowed them to succeed so that we can make that applicable for a tip for other people to do it. And one thing that I picked up from what you did is you took control of your environment. So your environment, whenever you were doing a summer internship, is you had this very nicely constructed gym environment to work out. 
things were good. You know, you just had internship and working out. If you simplify it, that's, that's basically what it was. And you became accustomed to that. You created habits to make that easy. You literally made, there was like no barriers to making that happen. But when you came back to school, P3 year, you thought ahead. So that's huge. You planned ahead and thought, you know, what's my new environment going to look like? Well, I'm not going to have a gym right in my face. I need to create my own environment. So you literally went out and built your own gym, which is again, badass. So that's huge that you did that. You planned ahead looking at right now, this is working, but it's going to be different later. So what can I do to make what worked then work now? So that's profound, not just with the equipment and environment you have physically, but also with the people that you have. So you met some interns that were also on a growth uh, trajectory. So you surrounded yourself with them. And that's, again, such an important thing with having a community that supports you that has similar and like-minded goals. Uh, so that's huge too, because you have the Fit Pharmacist community to help motivate you, inspire you. And by you sharing your story, you inspired a lot of people. So again, congratulations on your success, because that has helped a lot of people see that, oh, I'm a pharmacy student. I can't do this. Oh, wait, he did it. So if he did it, then I can do it. And that's what all those stories serve to do with the people in our community. Um, but talking about community, I wanted to dive into your pharmacy school, uh, Wilkes University Pharmacy School, because you love that because of the environment. And you have a small, I think you said there's 74 seats per class. Yeah, 72, 72 per class. 72. So tell us a little bit about why you love Wilkes Pharmacy so Wilkes uh, Pharmacy School so much, and like the biggest reason that you're proud to be a student there. Uh, I would say the so back when I chose Wilkes, to be completely honest, the reason I chose it was because it was 20 minutes from my house. I would that choose that the, too, <laughs> right? Because for me, for me, going to college was definitely a financial decision, and that at the time made the most sense. But now I couldn't be happier that I came here and. The biggest reason, like you said, is because of our very small class size. So when you only have 72 people in your class, you really know not only your whole class, you basically know the entire pharmacy school at one time, um, or at least a class above and below you. Uh, and the reason that's so great is because it's always really nice to have all those older students available as resources, uh, especially for things like appies coming up and just things that they got they have gone through and you're not exactly sure what to do. So being able to ask them, uh, and not only that, but all the faculty, all of the pharmacy faculty know just about every single student. And that's awesome because I can't think of a single professor that I have that if I walk past, I just wouldn't talk to them. And I yeah. feel like at a, at a big university, that'd be very common for just a group of students to walk past the teacher and just not say anything. But here it's like, we all stop, we chat with them and it's great. Like if I ever need a letter of recommendation, I can think 25 people off the top of my head that I can oh. get one from. And that's, that's the thing I love about it. Uh, I'm sure every pharmacy school has the whole family thing. Uh, but here, like it, it, it really is like everybody knows everybody. And I just think it's really useful to have that many people just going through, going through the grind together for all four years. And it just feels like home, honestly. That's so phenomenal. And the thing that stood out to me with what you were saying is your school has what I call the ideal mentorship environment. And I talk to pharmacy schools and pharmacy organizations all across the world on this topic, uh, what I call the three levels of mentorship. 
So when we think of mentors, we think of, you know, who is super successful, has more degrees than a thermometer, and I'll just copy them and do what they do. That's one part of it. That's someone that you want to become that has 10, 20 years experience and can guide you to what to expect, things to avoid, things like that. That's the first level. The other level is you want people that are where you are, so like your class, but they don't want to stay there. They also want to grow. They want to develop, but they're kind of like where you are to give you kind of an accountability partner. That's the second. The third level of mentorship is you want someone that is wanting to be where you are. So while you might not think that you're where you want to be or you've made it yet, there's someone that would kill to be in your shoes, whether that's a pre-pharmacy student, uh, a first-year student, or anyone that's a little um, at the starting point of where you once were. And that allows you to become the mentor, to teach them what you've learned in that process, to allow them to grow and follow your footsteps. And the cool thing that happens is the best way to, to learn something is to teach it because it forces you to communicate that in a clear way. So by teaching someone, a pre-pharmacy student or a mentee of your choosing, that actually helps you learn what you thought you knew already to a deeper level and degree. So in all three of those areas, it's what I call the win-win-win. Everyone in that framework wins. The, men, the, the guy that's like way ahead of you, he has to teach it to you. So that allows him to learn what he knows already to a deeper level. And it's rewarding because he's helping someone. You've got an accountability partner. So that's like, you know, depending on what your personality is, gives you like a competitive, friendly competition type push. But then you've got the other person that's learning from you and you get to teach and grow and learn from teaching them. So that's phenomenal that you guys do that and that school has that, but that's not every pharmacy school. There's, as you guys have heard listening, there's been a lot of new pharmacy schools that have been opening. And one thing that happens is the class size can be pretty large. So 72 is, is pretty small and that's awesome. I love intimate settings, that's phenomenal. Mine had like 106, I went to Pitt, love that same feel, the professors were awesome and everything else. Some pharmacy schools are really larger, 150, 200, 250, 300. And some students that I found with working through them through the years, a lot of pharmacy students and pharmacists are very introverted. So even if they are in a small setting, maybe you have some classmates that you know that are just really shy. They're just very introverted, uh, maybe a little apprehensive or nervous about asking for help or making those connections, which is one reason that social media can be such a helpful tool for those people. Now, I want to put a big asterisk and say social media is not a replacement for in-person interaction. That's the gold standard. However, it's a great starting place if you're apprehensive to just walk up to a stranger and shake your hand and introduce yourself. I realize that not everyone's an energetic spaz like I am. A lot of people are more introverted. So this is a great way to kind of dip your toe in the water, get that relationship starting so that you hook up with them on you know, social media and then you end up going to a conference like the PPA conference or something like that and it's no longer a cold interaction because you've been interacting them through social media. Posted an article, they commented, you commented on their stuff, so forth. And then you say, oh, hey, I, we've been talking for months on social media, it's nice to meet you in person. So you see how valuable that it can be as a tool. And that's, that's a great starting ground, but you, my friend, took it to a whole other level and actually got tangible results 
from using social media, specifically LinkedIn. And I want to uh, invite you to share your story with that because this is not a common thing that people do. Um, and people even think like, oh, that's, that's not possible. Like that's fairy tale land. But guys, it happened right here. So uh, please share the story about LinkedIn and what that did for you. Sure. Um, so really quick before I start, I want to say this is going to be very helpful to younger students, maybe pre-farm, P1, even P2s. Uh, but even if you're older, even if you've already graduated, I think you can, you can use these skills and kind of apply them to different job searching. Uh, like if you're looking for a job or looking at new positions, you can definitely apply some of these tips. Uh, so for LinkedIn and for myself, I got exposed to LinkedIn, uh, I think right around the beginning of P1 year. And this happened when I was uh, at my school, at the beginning, beginning of P1 year, you start looking at all the different pharmacy clubs and you basically walk in and you see all these clubs, all these acronyms, and you don't know what anything is. Uh, and IPHO, so the Industry Pharmacist Organization, that was one that caught my eye. And I went over there and I talked to the president at the time and she got me interested in it, so I joined. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, I heard this other guy's name and it turns out he had started IPHO at Wilkes and he was already gone. He had graduated. He was already working in industry, um, but he was really the first person that I heard of that actually made it into industry and I had some sort of connection with, and that connection was just that we both happened to be Wilkes students. So use it. Yep, I did. <laughs> so I got his email information from someone, don't even remember who, and I reached out to him and I'm very, very lucky that I reached out to him and that he is the way he is because he was just so helpful. And we ended up emailing back and forth for, we still do. We, we text all the time now. We're really good friends at this point. But back awesome. then, it was just really nice to have a contact like that. And he basically was kind enough to outline everything I should be focused on through, all right, here's what you do P1 year, P2 year, P3 year, P4 year, basically the path to industry. And even his path was unique. He didn't do a fellowship or anything like that, which is what I'm planning on doing. But just the fact that he got there, I, was, I took his word as gold. So anything he said, I did. And one of the very first tips that he gave me was to make a LinkedIn. And he said, as you progress, you'll notice it's really all about who you know. And I feel like that's something people hear all the time. And I believed him at the time, but now I really believe him after spending, <laughs> after, after spending the summer at Pfizer. Now I really believe him. Um, so back when I made the LinkedIn, he basically said, look for people that are in positions that you might want to be one day and reach out to those people, figure out how they got there, what they did to get where they are now. And I did that. And I messaged hundreds of pharmacists in industry, literally hundreds, not exaggerating. I love and it. Every single person got a different message. It wasn't just like a template that I sent to everybody. I looked at where they worked. I looked at what they did. I explained who I was, what my goals are. And I said, I'm interested in what you do. Can you explain it? And this is advice that I've heard. I've heard people say, if, you, if you've never met someone, don't reach out to them on LinkedIn. Don't just try to connect with them. And I definitely don't agree with that. And Same. you'll see why as I continue my story. I agree as well. I think that's terrible advice. Yep. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say it, actually. So I did that. I messaged a ton of people. And a ton of people don't respond which is fine because if they don't care, they just won't respond. So my thinking is what's the worst that can happen? They don't answer, big deal. But a lot of people did respond. A lot of people were really helpful. They said, oh, this is what I do. Like I got a lot of phone calls with a lot of pharmacists just to 
they said, hey, I have 20 minutes. Do you want to talk? Some of them I remember were even like, hey, I'm driving home from work. Do you have 15, 20 minutes to talk on the phone? I was like, sure. And now these are some people that I still keep in contact to to this day. And I've never met them in person, but they know they know me. And hopefully that might help me one day. You never know. Never know. Um, so then that was like P1 into P2 year. P2 year, I continued doing that. Uh, and then P2 year, I also started looking at summer internships in industry. And I had heard how competitive they were. And I didn't really realize how competitive they were. It's, it's a lot easier now that I've done it to look back and understand how competitive it really was. Um, but so you mentioned Pfizer. I got the Pfizer interview. I, uh, I got the position. And I remember during my interview at Pfizer, actually really quick, I, I just want to clarify, I applied to somewhere between 40 and 50 internships. And the thing with industry is if you apply to the same company, I, I know like one company, they had like 12 positions. I applied to all of them. And if you fill out one uh, application, it's basically the same application for all the positions. You just That's have to nice. write a little different thing. So it was really easy. So 40 to 50 sounds like a lot, but it's, it's really doable. It took me like a month and it wasn't like a full month. It was every now and then I would just right. apply to more stuff as they popped up. Um, but out of 40 and 50, I got two interviews. That's not a lot. <laughs> and, uh, I thought I would have gotten a lot more. Uh, I'm someone like my grades were really good. I was president elect at the time of IPHO. Like I had leadership positions. The GPA was there. I thought I had a good shot. Um, I didn't have any industry experience, but pretty much nobody did that I knew of at least. Uh, so yeah, I got two interviews and my first one was with Pfizer. And during the interview, I was asked a ton of questions. So definitely prepare for your interviews because that helped me a lot. I was asked a lot of questions and then something just came up in the middle of the interview where it was just this random person came up. There were four people interviewing me and one lady mentioned this guy and I jumped on it because I'm like, I know him. And it was just like that one common thing that I found in the interview and they're like, Take oh, it. how? Yep. <laughs> yep. And they said, how do you know him? And I said, oh, well, I messaged him on LinkedIn. And that got into talking about how as president-elect of IPHO at Wilkes, my job was to try to get guest speakers to come into Wilkes. And Wilkes is not located geographically anywhere near pharma companies. So they were like, well, how'd you get people to come in? Like, there's nothing really near you guys. And I said, I used LinkedIn. And she jokingly was like, oh, did you cold call these people? And I was like, yeah, basically, I cold <laughs> I <laughs> I said, I cold DM'd, I cold direct messaged them on LinkedIn. And I just explained exactly what I told you. I said, a lot of people don't answer. And I got a lot of people that ignored me, but a lot of people also did answer because once you message enough people, it's just math, right? Like once you message enough, somebody's going to say yes. Yep. And that's what I did. And that was the one thing in my interview that they told me later that really impressed them because they said that just showed a lot of initiative. And that is basically why I got the Pfizer internship. Uh, obviously, the rest of my interview was great. Everything else went really well, and I felt really good after the interview. But I later found out like that specific reason they, that really impressed them, and that's why I got that. Um, at the same time, about a week later, I had another interview with another pharma company, uh, and the reason I got that interview was solely because of LinkedIn. So the Pfizer interview, I applied normally, and I happened to get an interview, and then I used LinkedIn during the interview to get the position. The second pharma company interview that I got, I applied to probably 15 positions at that company. And for the previous probably six or seven months, uh, six or seven months prior to when I applied for those positions, 
I found another pharmacist on LinkedIn who worked for that pharmaceutical company. He was very high up. And when I messaged him, I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to get back to me. Just from his title and his years of experience, I was like, there's no way this guy's even going to see this. He did respond to me and we kept in touch for, like I said, about six months before I applied. And it just so happened that one of the positions that I applied for was in a department that he was either in or like basically sat right next to. And he had a lot of influence. So it just so happens out of the 15 I applied for, that position was the one that I got an interview for. And that interview didn't even feel like an interview. I got a phone call. And after the phone call, like the whole conversation was basically like, here's what you'll be doing. It wasn't even, I, I was not asked a single question. And then I hung up. I was like, wow, that was weird. <laughs> that is so, dude, I'm like, if you guys are li- just listening to the audio, like, you can probably hear me smiling. Like this is, this is how it works. And so few people take initiative. I understand that, you know, driving to a place and meeting someone in person or going up to them at a conference might be off-putting or might not be appropriate at that time, but being bold and confident and just reaching out in a professional way, uh, cold calling, cold reaching out, not, you know, that, that can make such a difference because so few people do it in a genuine way. Like you took the time to craft that. It's not like, I'm sure if you guys listening have LinkedIn, you get random connections and you get, you know, you accept it. And then two seconds later, it's this like, buy my program. Blah, 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 blah. I don't even know your name, but blah, 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 blah. You, that's, that's what people, I think the advice that you got is don't message people. I think they meant don't ask for anything initially. And like what you say, I, I, I'm going to hope that's what they meant. But that advice, solid. Like as soon as I make a connection and I get a spam, you're disconnected. Like that's not what it's about. But showing interest and being genuine, people see that and they're like, oh, this is new. What's this? A pharmacy student that like actually wants to ask me questions? People love to teach. They love to guide. And what you said earlier is the mentor that you first got and you took every word he said as gold and actually did it. Having a mentor and taking advice and actually doing it literally, literally is the best compliment you can give them. It lights a, a flame in your soul like I can't even just begin to describe. So that's awesome that you did that, man. And look at, look, at, look, at, look at what turned out. Now, you have not only those experiences, but your network is broadened, not just on LinkedIn, but now in real life, which has real weight. So congrats to that. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, thanks. And I like what you said about like, I, I got the advice and I actually did it. And to this day, when people ask me, like, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? For me, at least professionally, the LinkedIn, making a LinkedIn was probably the number one thing just because of everything that it led to down the road. And it wasn't just here, make a LinkedIn and use it. It was like, make a LinkedIn, reach out, connect with people and actually doing it myself and going through that has honestly probably been the best thing I've done for myself professionally up to this point because it opens so many doors and people don't realize that it's available to everyone. Everyone has a phone probably in their pocket right now, or they're listening to this podcast through it. Everyone has the app store or some version of it. Go download LinkedIn, make a profile, uh, and then just start reaching out to people. And the other thing you mentioned was you have to do it professionally. And I completely agree with that because people will know if you're just spamming them. And that's why I said, I didn't just send out the same generic uh, direct message to everybody. I I looked at who they were. I looked at what they did, their position. I made it very individualized to them so that when they opened it and read it, they would say, wow, this, this guy at least looked into me enough to know what I do. And his questions make sense. 
Yes. And that gets people to try to answer you. And the other thing is everyone is on LinkedIn for more or less the same reason. Everyone wants to develop professionally. Everyone wants to help others if they can. Uh, and I don't want to say everyone makes a LinkedIn to help others, but once you get to a certain point in your career, when you have, you know, younger people coming up, such as myself, reaching out to them for help, if I were in that position, I know I would want to help that younger student because, you know, you remember when you went through it. And if you're thinking, well, I remember I got help from this person. Now I could be that person to someone else. That's a great feeling. And I think the majority of people will probably help if you do it right. Exactly. And I think that people that are trying to help others do it for one of two reasons. One you said is they had a mentor and they want to kind of pay it back. But the other is someone that really struggled and went through a, like a delayed process at getting where they are. And they're like, that was unnecessary. Like there's so much resources out there. I want to be that resource, the one that I would have wanted to have if I was a student again. So I think both of those are spot on key pieces of advice and uh, really phenomenal advice for any pharmacy student that's wanting to do anything at all, whether like graduate, get a job, like the, the, the way you can leverage social media is infinite. And if you're in pharmacy school, I'm going to guess that probably getting a job is on your top list of priorities or an internship, which leads to a job. But that is really a way of using that in, in, in a manner that helps to build your connections. If you can't go to conferences, you can't afford it, or it's too far away or whatever the reason may be, that doesn't mean that you're cut off and, and screwed. It just means you need to be innovative and take initiative much like you did. And there's just a little tweaks that you can do, like making it personalized. And, and per person, what did that take you? Um, finding the name, you know, Googling their name, finding a little bit of context and writing the message. Probably took all of five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. But yep. by doing that versus copy-paste, they were able to pick up because, guys, you know when you get a spam message. You know when you get a spam message. You don't even finish reading the thing. You're maybe like 20% in and you're like, nope, BS. But when you see context clues and you get, you're like, wow, this guy actually like knows me a little bit. Like this is actually genuine, like a personalized message. That's when they actually read it. And once they get through it, if you did this and put the time in, they're going to be more likely to respond. But just like you said so brilliantly, if they don't respond, but they did read it, they're probably not going to be someone that you want to be helping you anyway, because they don't care. They're not taking the time. If you're reaching out and you want advice, you want quality advice, not like, you know, study harder or go to play, go to conferences. Like that's not very, it, it, yes, it's true, but it does, I need like, you know what I mean? So I think that's spot on, man, what you did. And you should be super proud of that. It's really inspiring. Like I didn't jump on the social media bandwagon until after I graduated. Uh, but if I did like, yeah, again, I wish that I knew this when I was a pharmacy student. So that's why I wanted to have you on to share this with pharmacy students who are listening. So thank you because it's great advice. Thank you very much. Uh, I really enjoyed telling the story and I really hope people try to do this themselves because honestly, it has helped me so much and just give it a shot and I, I think it'll help you out a lot. Love that, man. And I want to put a, a, a little throw in right here because what you said was so great with your mentor of having someone that is at, you know, they made it and they're at a career that they love and they're super successful and they kind of share with you their career path from looking back, this is what I did right. I would have done this earlier. I would have joined these organizations to kind of cut that learning curve. 
Um, I got this idea about four years ago, and I went to my dean of Pitt, and I said, I want to give back to pharmacy school. And you know, I, can, I, I volunteer, I guest lecture, but it's sporadic because I work full time. I could give money, but I'm not like a billionaire baller, so it won't make much impact. I want to give back in a way that will actually provide value. So I thought, well, I'm, I'm good at writing. That's one of my passions. And I wanted to see if there was a resource for how to master pharmacy school. If there was anything that existed for looking at all the different areas of pharmacy that you could go, academia, retail, you know, wherever those are, and go and find the best professionals in each of those niches that have been doing it 10, 20 plus years and ask them that very question. Right now, you're crushing it. But when you were a P1 or even pre-pharmacy, you didn't exactly know the path that would get you there. Now that you're there, looking back, what things would you have done to accelerate where you are now? What organizations would you have joined? What books or journals would you have subscribed to? What sort of things would you have done while you're a pharmacy student so that by the time you graduated, you were perfectly positioned to hit the ground running and get to that place faster. So I made a book. Uh, I've been working on it for about four years. Uh, this is recorded on December 19th. I submitted the proposal to be printed this morning. I've been working on it for about four years. And the other thing that you said is it's all about relationships at pharmacy. Absolutely. So part two of the book, there are 22 interviews with some of the best professionals in our profession from all different types of pharmacy, nuclear pharmacy, industry, uh, infectious disease, you name it. The first part of the book is the things that you need to know to be a good pharmacist. So pharmacy schools are phenomenal at teaching information and everything else, but the nuances, and I broke the, those are the things that are going to make you a good pharmacist. How do I be a good pharmacist? There's two parts to that, in my opinion, that I broke the first part into. One is self-mastery. You have to know things like mastering your mindset, how to deal with the stress, how to implement those and still be a good student. So it's not taking your eyes off the ball, but how can you practically ingrain that as a student? The second is exactly what you said, relationship building. You can't do that if you don't master yourself or at least work on yourself first. But once you do that, it's how you interact with people. And guys, as a pharmacist, you're the leader of your team. Whether you're a manager or not, when you're a pharmacist, you're in charge, period. So you need to know how to interact with people of all different walks of life. You're going to have patients that cannot write, that can't speak English. You're going to have patients that are PhDs. Maybe even your own pharmacy professors will be your patients. I don't know. How are you going to talk to those people differently? How are you going to walk into a pharmacy when you are now in charge at 25 years old and all of the people that work for you are 40 years your senior? How are you going to deal with that dynamic? How are you going to lead a team that has different backgrounds, different beliefs, different goals? They have different experiences than you. They have different objectives, priorities. How are you going to bring those people connected as a unit to deliver the optimal goal of patient care to work together? How are you going to do those things? How are you going to communicate with doctors who are rude to you? How are you going to communicate to nurses when you don't understand their environment? How, like they don't know what pharmacy is. You don't know what nursing is. How do we bridge that gap? That's what the second part is. And I'm really excited because I've heard from so many pharmacy students that this is something they struggle with. 
with pharmacists that are newly graduated. I wish I knew this when I was in school, or I wish I got this when I graduated because the learning curve is steep and can cause a lot of butt hurt. So this is kind of a guide to allow you to be what I call the Gen Z pharmacist, which is the title of the book, How to Dominate Pharmacy School and Script Your Dream Career. All of that's in here. Um, it, it's been something I've been working on. I put a ton of um, money. I've put a ton of hours in working over four years on this. It, and it wasn't just me. There were a lot of awesome people involved to make this a success. But the thing that I'm really excited to announce is this is not a moneymaker for me. This is actually a vehicle to give back. So when I met with the dean about this, I said, you know, this is going to cost resources, so I want to sell it, but I don't want it for myself. I want to create a endowment fund at the school so that the sales for this book that are written for pharmacy students and I actually had uh, pharmacy students do the interviews, which is part of the reason it took long to coordinate 22 pharmacy student leaders and 22 pharmacists, uh, those schedules, that, that took quite a while. But uh, the sales of that, I want to create an endowments fund for a scholarship at the School of Pharmacy at Pitt uh, so that there, when there is an innovative pharmacist, um, pharmacy student that is looking to make big change but might not have the resources to do that, I want to be that person that gives back and allows that to happen. So I figured it would be what I call the win-win-win framework. I talk about this all the time. You've got a resource that enabled pharmacy students to be a part of it. They got to make those connections by doing the interviews with these people that are in the book. Um, it's a resource that guides pharmacy students to create paths for success, whatever their intended career choice is, from the best. They don't have to go out and email them or whatever. I still recommend that 100%. Get on social and do that. But you have this in the comfort of your home learning. And what I hope it does is it sparks interest by learning these stories and hearing these tips that you reach out to them or to other people on LinkedIn. And it kind of gets your mind thinking like, wow, I never thought of that, never thought of this. And it allows you just to give you enough spark of interest to take action on this. So the content in there is phenomenal. It's professionally edited, like really fun. My, my corny jokes and all the stuff that you guys know me as, it's all in there. So <laughs> a couple laughs for, you know, <laughs> a couple courtesy laughs is cool. Um, but being able to create a scholarship um, for a pharmacy student that has the passion, but not necessarily the resources. That's the other reason I, I wanted to create this. Um, so yeah, I haven't really announced this uh, before in this detail. So I submitted it today. It's going to be ready to go in January for you guys to get your hands on that. But this is a game changer. Uh, this is my, my baby, my passion project for the past four years. Um, it's something that I feel is my calling to help pharmacy students bridge that gap uh, when they graduate, how do I be a good pharmacist? How do I deal with this competition and have the confidence to do my job well to help other people live better lives? And how do I do that as a leader, as a part of a healthcare team with other healthcare professionals? So huh, I'm done. <laughs> There's a lot there. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. First of all, congratulations on submitting that. That's awesome. Thanks, uh, I myself, I think the endowment fund is a incredible idea. I myself have been lucky enough to get a scholarship that completely changed my life. I will be grateful until the day I die to the people who gave me that money. And I just want to let you know now that whoever, whatever student or students get that endowment fund from you, like they will be grateful to you for the rest of their lives. So you, that really will change people's lives. Thank you, man. Yeah, this was an idea I had 
Um, I think I was in the shower. I get a lot of good ideas in the shower. <laughs> that or coffee walking. Um, but yeah, many years ago, and I, I reached out to the dean, and I remember it. I, I called her, and uh, I said, hey, like, I'm, this is Adam Martin, class of 2012. And uh, I said, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of writing this resource, but before I go down this path, I just want to make sure it doesn't exist yet. Because to me, this is a common sense need. Like, how do we bridge the gap? How do we learn these things that when you graduate, you guys know what I'm talking about. If you're a pharmacist listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you're a student and you ha- you're lucky enough to have a practicing pharmacist mentor that teaches you things, and you're like, wow, that's so great to know. I wish I was taught that. I wish I knew that because that's a game changer. All of those kind of things, that's what's in this book and why I'm so excited about it. Um, it's, it's things not just from my personal experience, uh, but from a lot of other amazing professionals. And uh, yeah, thank you, man. But it, it's not just me. Um, I just have the passion to, like you, reach out, be innovative, and bring these awesome people together for a collective cause that hopefully will do uh, some good for some pharmacy students. So yeah, that, that's been my passion and, and pretty much the whole reason behind the Fit Pharmacist is allowing people to see that you have a lot of potential and dispensing that to your fullest extent is what my purpose is in this world. So I love to talk a lot to figure, well, let's do a podcast and bring other awesome people so that they can benefit from my gum flapping. So that's, uh, yeah, but it's been, it's been a blast. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think what you said in so many areas, man, like I am so excited to follow your career. I know we recently linked up, uh, I think just a couple of months ago, ironically through LinkedIn, I believe. Yeah, and, and then, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's another example you get, you know, you're on an article, you got on a podcast from that. So you just what, seeing your career and your growth in such a short amount of time is so phenomenal. And without a doubt, you're going to, you're going to be a trailblazer in industry or wherever you end up going. So I know that all of the resources and how you've been resourceful and the things that you've done and seeing how that enriches your personal and professional growth. I know you're going to come and give that right back to help other people do it. So that's why I was really excited to have you on here to share what you've learned, because I know that you're going to help a lot of people through that process. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. Guys, uh, this is what this podcast is all about, bringing people that are making a difference so that you can learn from them, connect with them, integrate with them, and be part of this movement. So uh, I really want to say thank you to Alexi and uh, acknowledge you for being such a phenomenal pharmacy student, trying to crush it in all areas of life, but uh, making it more than just yourself, really doing it to allow other people to learn from that and sharing that uh, here on the podcast. So thank you, man. I think you're super inspirational. Uh, I definitely wasn't where you were when I was a pharmacy student. Um, <laughs> so wishing back, could, I wish you were my classmate because that would have been, been a fun ride. <laughs> Thank you very much. That means a lot. (laughs) It's the truth, man. I mean, I can give compliments, but it's the facts. Like facts don't lie. Look at what you've done, like your track record. You're, you're, you're a good dude. And I think it's phenomenal what you're doing, uh, sharing your story and and your tips with other people so they can do it too. Just glean just, just one knowledge nugget. I call it out of that and putting it into practice, but guys, this content's great. It sounds good. It might pump you up, but it's going to be useless unless you put it into action. You've got you just like Alexi said, everyone has told you, get on LinkedIn, connect on social. But he's actually doing it with intention and look at the results that he has. So hopefully this inspires you to take action too and make your career something worth writing about. Guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin with the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. 
signing off with the Alexa Gittleson of Wilkes University School of Pharmacy. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Let me know. Post it. Tell me how it's impacted your pharmacy career and life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this amazing and passionate community we're creating of leaders and healthcare. You're now a part of the movement, a part of the family. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you.